The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Have you noticed that no matter how hard you try to release attachments, heal traumas, and change your life, you still feel as if you don't belong? There is a reason and a solution for this. Join award-winning actor, comedian, and best-selling author Kyle Cease and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How hard is it to deal with an addiction? Whether it's gambling or drugs or alcohol or spending, how do we truly move into recovery and feel like we actually have some power to make substantial change in our lives. My guests today are Susan and Dave Henney, and they're gonna be talking to us about the progressive, integrative, and holistic brain. They're also gonna speak with us about the formula to five days to transformation and how you can really start moving the needle in your life So you can make the change that creates more well-being, more happiness, and a sense of empowerment in your life. This and so much more on this episode of Igniting the Spark. I'm Stephanie James, psychotherapist and transformation coach, and you are listening to Igniting the Spark, where each week we bring you inspirational guests to help you ignite your joy, happiness, and well-being. Together, we can illuminate the world. Welcome to the spark, igniting the spark. Now we've taken the spark and we are igniting it. So excited to have Susan and Dave Kenny with me today. Welcome both of you to igniting the spark. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Looking forward to the talk, Stephanie. Thanks. Yes. I'm I'm so thrilled to talk to you two because it's interesting. My daughter is six years in recovery. Yeah. And struggled for 10 years with a serious addiction, alcoholism, and drug addiction. And it, to watch her recovery has been phenomenal. And to know that the two of you, this is your life's work. I mean, I just my heart like really burst when I when I was reading your information. So let's talk a little bit about how did you all you you do the Emergo? Am I saying that correctly? Yes. Emergo. The Emergo Academy and it's recovery and crisis coach certification. Tell me how this journey started for you to how it evolved. You're up. Well, first of all, even with your daughter, we we just I get a thrill. I get a charge out of helping people who are struggling become find their real selves and move forward their comeback story like i really do i don't believe anybody wakes up in the morning and wants to fail 
Yeah. There's no nine-year-old girl, nine-year-old boy going to school going, yay, I can't wait to fail. I can't or wait to be kicked off a team. I disappoint can't disappoint my family. You know, so so innately in human spirit. Now we learn that trying sometimes we don't do well, it hurts when we try because we fail. And so we don't try anymore. But but I really believe there's greatness inside everybody. There's a comeback inside everybody. And to be able to help people and believe in people before they believe in themselves, man, is it ever an honor? And that's the journey we're on. Is It is not about an, an alcohol. It's not about a drug. It is about the individual helping them rise above. So powerful. I love that. And and I'm curious, when when you started this, how long ago did you start this Amergo Academy? How long ago oh, did you start? Hey, you got to keep this belief. answer short. Now. Okay. Right. So 2008, we came together and it was like an eclipse. So everything. <laughs> a good eclipse? A good eclipse. Okay. <laughs> but it was everything that we had worked on individually came together into this possibility of being able to really impact the world in a powerful way. So our background is education. We we didn't come at it from a therapeutic point of view. We didn't come at it from um, a DSM point of view. We We came at it because we saw a problem and we thought education is going to get us through this. And, and then Dave was actually the one that said in the beginning, brain drives behavior. So that means that we have to look at how a brain functions. And at the time, everybody's looking at chemistry. And what we, what we now know years later is function drives chemistry. So if somebody isn't doing well in life, then you've got to look at what's happened to the actual brain and nervous system to begin with. So that was, that was the beginning of the journey. And it sounds like for you all too, you know, in, in the new title, I want to say to everybody, your book, January 30th out actualized recovery. It's not about the 12 steps. Recovery is a brain thing. So right. going right with that. And, and so I'm curious, tell me more about how you two came up with that title and what's behind it. Well, that's uh, everything's behind it. <laughs> uh, I, I, the word actualize will break it. And we do it in the book. The word actualize mm -hmm. means to make real. Yeah. And so many people in the world of recovery say, well, hang on, you got to have a, you know, a, a relapse plan. 90% of you in this room are going to fail multiple times. I don't believe that. No. I, I believe in power of choice. Dr. Victor power Frankel. Words talks uh, talks and teaches us that we have power in our choice we are myth number one in the world of recovery is that you're powerless you are not powerless don't believe it don't buy into it you have power in choice now if you have a drink and you have a problem with alcohol okay now you may become powerless but what led you up to that point you had plenty of choices and opportunity before that we teach this and and that's up to people and individuals to choose their path so actualize means to make real Recovery is not the problem, it's the solution, because I can recover from anything, a broken bone, financial recovery, you know, um, um, health recovery, and that's what this is. This is, this is about unleashing who you are and unlocking your extraordinary. And just real quick on the brain, what we're talking about is the hard drive of the brain, not the software. So if the hard drive of your computer has a, gets a virus, I don't care what software you have on it, it's not going to work. The hard drive for a brain is brain function, and brain function is the hard drive. And that means 
and we can help it and change it. We'll get into that during our conversation. But fundamentally, brain drives behavior. Fix the brain. If you change the brain, you're going to change the choices, good or bad. And that's the power of actualized recovery. Yeah, love that. Susan, anything else to add to that? Yeah, I just was thinking to to make it personal. When your daughter was using alcohol and drugs, that's creating a toxic brain. And it's really impossible for somebody to make good choices and decisions because using substances, particularly as a young person, you're taking away the ability for the frontal lobe to make good decisions. So you've lost all sense of reasoning. And as you begin to to share that with people, and this was the power of our recovery program, we opened in 2011. And I'll remember the day that we opened, we had two clients that were driving in the driveway. And I looked at Dave, oh God, (laughs) this is real. They're coming now. And are we going to be able to do this? And the efficacy and everything that we thought would happen when focusing on the brain happened. And when you when you're able to share with people, there's no shame. This is like any other organ of the body. If your liver isn't functioning, if your heart isn't functioning, nobody blames you for that. And so when we were able to share with clients and families that this is a brain function issue and we can fix the brain, the brain can rewire itself in an instant, then there was such hope and often a lot of tears. Hmm. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness. Well, and I imagine that is so hopeful because part of what I think families get caught into when they have a child or a spouse, you know, a partner that is struggling, they think, oh, this is a character flaw. Right. This is something wrong with that person's willpower. This is this, you know, innate flaw in their humanness. Right. And there's something really that I, I love hearing this part of that it does take shame out of it. Uh, totally, totally. And and as it should, right? I mean, you you lived with somebody very close. I bet you would say that her willpower was incredible and her character strengths were amazing. To be able to get up and battle and do what she did for such a long period of time. So willpower and character are not the problem, right? It is actual brain function. And when you change the brain, you change everything in that person's life, including what they crave. Yeah, that makes so much sense to me. Talk a little bit more, either one of you, about how that happens. How do you, when someone comes in, let's say, let's say we're the people driving up in the driveway. Yeah. You know, and, and they get out of their car and they're saying, you know, I want to stop. I want to stop using. I want to stop drinking. Well, hang on. That you just made an assumption. I'm going to back up. Um you made an assumption that they they come in saying, I want to change. <laughs> they and, might not. <laughs> and I, no, I mean, I, I mean that. Yeah. In all, and, and even people listening, right. you're going to have family members that you you see it. You see the issue yeah. and you're perplexed and can't believe that they keep doing it. Yeah. And and so what we see is family members and, and seeing our loved ones make poor choices and, and struggle with that. Yeah. That's a whole nother podcast on boundaries, but yeah. I, I'm not a big, I'm not a big Dr. Phil guy, but I'm going to steal some Dr. Philisms right here. And one is there's four stages of readiness for change. This is different than, 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 than um, other things, but the readiness, how ready am I to change? One is I'm compelled by an authority, a, a boss, a judge, somebody mm-hmm. above me is telling me I have to, or else the other one is I do it to please or appease 
family, parents, spouses. Yeah, just make I don't stop. really want to do it. I just want to stop that. Me. Stop this. So I say, okay, I'm Fine, to, I'll go. I'll do, do something. The third one is I'm contemplating or thinking about change, yeah. but I'm not taking any action. It's like, well, I don't. There's no awareness. You know, and, and really I'm stuck. So people in those three things, the ability to change becomes very difficult until they fall in and jump in what we call take a cannonball. I'm in. I am all yeah. in. I know it's going to be difficult. I know there's going to be challenges, but I will not tolerate this behavior in myself for one moment. And it's a courageous step because I've I've relied on alcohol to so, in social settings. I relied on it at home after work. I relied on it or shopping or gambling or food. I've relied on it. And now you're going to take my crutch away. Oh my God, it can, it can be scary. But when you're really at that point, it doesn't matter. And Susan, you get the hundred or ninety. Yeah, and and we talk about this in the book, Stephanie. A hundred percent is easy. Ninety nine percent is hard. So whatever you're doing in life, if when once you commit to it and say, "I'm all in," that's oh, stage but, four. Oh, and by the way, I never told Susan this. By the way, I am ninety nine percent committed to our marriage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not going to work, right? Okay, but 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 I'm 99% committed to a life to moving forward in my recovery. Right. No, it is right. it is it is that simple, right? Mm-hmm. That there is nothing, there is no one, there is no one who's going to knock me off of this, right. and that's power in my personal choice. Right. And I am the only one responsible for me. Um, you've got a beautiful thing about we think about this and talk about this. Our 90-year-old selves. Yeah. I'm responsible. Mm. I'm the only one responsible for my 90-year-old self. It's not Dave's responsibility. It's not the government's responsibility. It's nobody else. It's me. It, I get to make those decisions. Well, again, so, yeah. that's that powerful point you guys were talking about. And that's one of the things I wanted to speak to, Dave, that you said in the very beginning. This is not about being powerless. And that is, to me, I mean, I get the chills when I hear that because it's such an essential piece. Like we actually do have the power to make this transformational change within our lives. And I do love, Susan, that piece about speaking to our 90-year-old self. And that's the person that we have to take care of. 100%. And and thank you for the example of also the 99 to 100%. Because Dave, I'm like, Okay, what? Talk about that one percent mystery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just it's just it's like just, I gotta have a escape, you know, a trapdoor just in case somebody else comes along and I go, what? Well, that well, makes no sense. But that's right, right? I mean, right. there's lots of of people that will encourage those in recovery to develop a relapse plan, and the problem with that is the brain doesn't function like that. When you work on something that is a relapse plan, you've already planted that in your brain. You've already planted failure in your brain. It's like entering a GPS destination. All that's going to happen is you're going to get to that destination. It's why we do vision boards. It's why we do visualizations. So if, if you've been encouraged to create a relapse plan, it's very likely that you're going to relapse. Exactly. I mean, it's, to me, it's like the thoughts become things. Absolutely. So what do we do if we don't do a relapse plan? What do we recommend? Well, we do lifestyle interventions, which are all brain first. So everything that we recommend is through the lens of how does this affect the physical brain? Because the physical brain then affects the psychology. 
and our mind, right? How we think. So CBT is amazing, right? We had a lot of people that worked in with us over the years, but it doesn't work if somebody is stuck in a parasympathetic fight or flight physically or is, is stuck in a freeze response. You've got to get that nervous system flexible. Again. Parasympathetic the is the freeze response. Sympathetic is the fight or flight. Right. So if I'm in sympathetic, the thought that keeps coming because the CBT cognitive behavioral therapy for those um, it's, it's the thought in our mind, which is different than the brain drives a feeling. The feeling drives an action. Okay. Right. I love that. But if the brain is stuck in a parasympathetic fight or flight response or a parasympathetic is a frozen response. So the frozen response is I'm in fear. I can't leave the house. The I thought is going to continually come from that place. Right. So again, here's the hard drive. So we've got to rebalance the hard drive through neuroplasticity, neurogenesis, Hebb's law, all these wonderful things that, are, that we make very simple to apply to your life, not only in recovery, but in your wellness in life and to be able to change any pattern and any habit. I think you should talk about Hebb's law. Hebb's law? Yeah. Donald Hebb? Yeah. Um, Donald Hebb Donald Hebb's a... a um, a wonderful psych psychologist, and he created this neuropsychologist created this this understanding of that neuron. The more a neuron fires, the stronger it wires. Think of ruts in a dirt road. The more you drive down it, the bigger the ruts get. Well, that's the more I do something, the more I brush my teeth with my right hand. Now I can do it without thinking. Right. And and often we even drive cars and go, oh God, we just got home because we're on this autopilot. But when you first learned to drive a car, it took a lot of bandwidth. Brain, a lot you of had brain to power. focus on everything so, until those neurons. So began Steph, to I want to give you, uh, Steph, are you right-handed or left-handed? Right-handed. Okay. So tonight, when you go brush those beautiful pearly whites of yours, I want you to use your left hand. I encourage you to do this. Use your left hand. It's going to be uncomfortable, yeah. but it may be even messy. Frustrating. And it may be like, why am I doing this? And maybe I'm not doing as good a job. Well, that's because the neurons have never fired. Like the toothbrush weighs the same. The sink is the same. Yeah. All of the external stimuli is the same, but it feels very uncomfortable. Welcome to changing a habit, like not going to the bar or, or not shopping or not going to get the ice cream. Welcome to that right now. I'm introducing that to you. But in time, in a week. It becomes pretty normal. And in a couple of weeks, you can brush your, your teeth with your left hand the exact same without thinking right. about it and the same efficiency. So what you've done is Hebb's Law. You've fired new, new neurons and in time, they connect and get stronger. Same thing in any habit. Yeah. If I have an argument and the first thing I do is go grab the ice cream or go grab a cigarette or go grab a drink, that's the first thing I or do hit something. or hit something. My brain is going to always do that. So the only way you can change is, is not through talk therapy. It is through action because the brain, the neurons fire through action. So experiential therapies are really, really powerful yeah. for the brain because we begin to change our action which begins to rewire our brain. Remember, brushing your teeth, it's uncomfortable. But in time, and stick with it. And frustrating. It gets easy. And it's consistent action over time. Both. So it's not, I'm going to do it once a week and hope that, you know, I get the change. It's that every time you brush your teeth for the next week, in the morning and, and in the evening, you use your left hand. Well, and so I'm curious if this is what I saw on your website, which talks about five days to transformation. 
Is it five oh, days turn, of turn doing your, something? Yeah, turn your that's a, turn your a pain. five day challenge. Yeah, turn your pain into your power. Yeah, and I and, said it right this week. Yeah, Dave <laughs> <laughs> sometimes switches it. Turn turning your power into pain. pain. Yeah, no, it's, it's, turn your pain <laughs> into your yeah. power. Yes, and so it's working in a five day period, and every day we build on that. So that's the challenge is that there's action in the end. So by the time we're finished that 45 minutes with people, they've decided what the action is and they're going to consistently do it and they're going to realize the change. And each, that's a free program. It's on our website. It's a free program. Because about half the stuff we have on our website is free because we want to help the masses. We want to help, we want to impact a right. lot of people. And then we've got a couple paid groups that people can explore and join. But one of them is the five-day challenge. And yes, you can, I'm not saying you can change your entire life in five days, but you can you can shift and move the needle in a very short period of time. We're going to begin to create the comeback story. Oh, it's a good one. It's true. Mm-hmm. And and the thought of change, Stephanie, change happens as fast as you snap your fingers. Right. A change doesn't happen over weeks and months. Change happens in a nano of a second. It, remember that we talked about the cannonball when somebody says, "I'm in." Changes happened. And, and you know, you have deep, rich conversations with people. Change happens in that moment where there's synergy in the conversation and that person has something reflected back to them. And it's just, right, you see it. The, the change happens instantly. It's like Byron Katie talks about in one of her stories when you're walking down the road in the morning and you see a snake because the light, the sun is just coming up and you see it. And then the sun comes up a little farther and you see that it's, it's a rope. It was never a snake. You can't go back to thinking it was a snake. It's done. Your brain already sees it for what it is. And that's the power of change. I, I love this. And what's resonating with me too is Brene Brown has a story about this. Mm-hmm. And so you have to excuse my French. She calls this the SFD, the shitty yep. first draft. Yep. <laughs> and yep. so what, you know, so I love, I got to hear her speak at an Inc. 5000 event where she was speaking directly to what you're saying, yeah. where there's this mechanism in the brain that's always trying to make meaning. So right. like in Byron Katie's example, it would be the snake, right? It's actually a rope. She gave this example too, of swimming with her husband in Lake Havasu yes. for the first time after they had been both college swimmers. Yeah. And didn't realize, I mean, to make this story short, she didn't realize he was having a panic attack. Right. And she was coming up I know with all, story all these ideas of he why doesn't he was think I look good that in the way. bathing suit. He's, yes. he doesn't love me anymore. He's, uh, yeah. yes. And, and how interesting that is, right? She said, if I would have gone into my cabin with my family that was there and told all my sisters what a jerk he was, it would have yeah. ruined the weekend. Right. But instead, when they stopped and she said, what's going on? He said, I'm having a panic attack. Right. And like that, yeah. the whole experience, everything, the perception is changed. And as you said, the lights go on and you can never go back. Totally. And wasn't it because they had all the kids with them and there was a motorboat coming and he's in protective dad mode, trying to keep the kids safe from this motorboat, I think was the story. Like he wasn't and she was taking it very personally that he wasn't um, having this romantic 
Well, and, and what, what I remember her saying is that, you know, when swimmers that swim in lanes like they had in college are in open water, they can start to panic. And he was literally just counting his strokes going back to shore. Yeah. And she was saying, hey, isn't it beautiful out here? And he was ignoring her. <laughs> and she, well, that's where it started. Right. So you can see how we can do this, right? With, with right. anything. And also, I, I love this, the power of perception, the power of our brains. Yeah. That, that neurons that fire together, wire together. Yeah. And so when we start, I, I love, I mean, I'm so inspired by what you guys are saying because I haven't heard it framed this way. You know, that the, the, I love the cannonball approach. I love yeah. this thing of, okay, change isn't like I build up to change. Mm-mm. It's like, no, the, the needle moves now. I can, I, well, 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 let's go back. Let's go back to when we came together. Um, I kept asking Susan when we're dating, what's wrong? Like, because you are smart, you're sexy, you're beautiful, you're, you're intelligent, like, and you're, you're forties. Like what, what, what am I missing that all the other guys have seen? She said, no, they're just idiots. I said, no, there's going to be. No, I didn't say they're just idiots. You said they're idiots. I use that. Yeah. I just said, I, I don't. So so I was in a contemplative mode (laughs) about spending the rest of my life with her. But the moment I asked her to marry, that's the, I'm ready. I'm cannonballing in. Oh, it was a hundred percent. That was, that was a hundred percent, hundred percent. But 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 that's in life. It's okay to be contemplative. It yeah. really is. That's where we that's begin to, to to understand and think about things that we that we do that we want we want a different outcome, and then we have to take a different action. But there is a point of time where you must take the action. You have to do something different to get a different outcome. Mm-hmm. And when you do things different, you make a positive or negative impact on your brain. So if I keep going to Vegas every year for a vacation, my brain's going to always learn and remember those sounds, those sights, and what do we do? Drink, gamble. You get the adrenaline rushing and you want more of it. Have you noticed that no matter how hard you try to release attachments, heal traumas, and change your life, you still feel as if you don't belong? There is a reason and a solution for this. Join award-winning actor, comedian, and best-selling author Kyle Cease and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. So how do we then, I'm, I'm really curious um, because you said something, Susan, right now that, that reminds me of that thing of, you know, the drug, the shopping, the whatever it, you know, the purchase, the, the piece of cake, yeah. it gives us a hit, right? Is there something that replaces that in the work that you do? Or how do you help someone Absolutely. who's wanting the hit? Right. Yeah. And it, and it does, and it's, it's different for everyone. And what, what happens first is identifying that this isn't healthy how I'm getting this isn't healthy and I'm ruining the relationships in my life. I'm selfish. I'm, you know, whatever it is, I'm not able to work. I'm not able to function. I can't sleep. And like you said, it comes from any source. So some people get that hit of adrenaline when they're thinking about having the drink, it's not even, the drink isn't even in their hand yet. They're planning it, but there's this excitement, right? Like I'm planning it. 
And same with a piece of cake. It's just this overwhelming brain response. So then you have to go backwards. And at the end of the book, we, we have a lot of things that we talk about in lifestyle. And you're deconstructing what you want in the end. And how do you get what you want in a healthy way that gives you the excitement, that gives you that same rush, but in a very different way for the brain that is healthy, not harmful? So it's almost what I'm hearing is that we can rewire our brain so that it actually is seeking yeah. Yeah. that healthy response yeah. that that yeah. that maybe feels good, yes, in the brain, but it registers right. within us in a different way as well. Right. All of those things. And Dave does a beautiful project when, oh, when I like people this. come I online. I like this answer. I don't know what it is, but I like but it. It's <laughs> every one of those things that give you that short burst are short term. And the things that actually create the life that matters are the long-term things. So here's Dave's favorite word, and I'm going to let him talk about it. Eudaimonia. 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 I like that. <laughs> it's the absolute opposite of hedonism. Right. Eudaim eudaimonia. Hedonism, hedonism short-term. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to sacrifice, sacrifice anything, sex, drugs, whatever yeah. it is. On Immediate gratification. Boom. Immediate. That and, adrenaline and it, rush. Boom. Going to Vegas would fit that. Mm -hmm. The um, eudaimonia is a um, is a word that means actually long term lasting happiness, mm -hmm. and it's based on our value system. Right. So one of the questions that we ask somebody is, "What do you want?" Mm -hmm. Well, I don't want to smoke anymore. This is okay. The, the cosmic waitress. Yeah. What do you want? So if you well, went into a restaurant and the um, the the server hands you the um, menu. And you start saying, well, I don't want anything with lettuce and I don't want anything that has that spice. And, and the, the waitress is going to look at you or the server is going to look at you like, what do you want? I can't help you. And that's the same with us humans. We tend to say what we don't want, not what we do yeah, want. Think of a diet. Yeah. I want to I go, go on a diet. Why do you want to go on a diet? Well, I, I, what I, and they talk about what they don't want. I, I don't, don't want the weight. Wait. And they don't want this smokers. I don't want to smoke. Right. Okay. Well, what do you want? Dave, I don't want to smoke. Okay. What do you want? I told you no more smoking. Okay. You keep telling me what you do not want. Right. What do you want? And the moment you ground the, the smoker into healthy lungs, mm -hmm. uh, vibrant health, a greater skin yeah. relationship be able to, climb it, to the top of the, the hill, the moment, the moment you ground somebody who wants to lose weight into why they want to lose weight, um, for whatever reason we may think it's a reunion coming up, uh, they want to they want to be more sexy. What whatever it is, you ground them to why the why the likelihood of success goes right through the roof, right exponentially. Versus, ver so instead of focusing on what I don't get, yeah, I focuses focus on what I do get, and the same thing with alcohol, the same thing with gambling. That if I stop saying, well, I don't get to drink anymore. Oh, you can drink. But what comes with that? And if you don't drink, what comes with that? And now you get to choose based on your value system what you want. I want my family. I want my finances. I want a great career. Okay, but how's the drinking? Well, it's ruining my family. I'm about to get a divorce, about to lose my house, about to lose my job. So now, which one do you want? And you be pick. honest. You be pick. Honest. 
And, and that begins again, that's that cannonball that helps somebody through those stages to go, I want this. And uh, instead of a, a, a thought of deprivation, yeah. this is actually Stephanie, what we're talking about, even for your daughter is freedom, right? That's what she's living right now. The opportunity and the freedom of choice and the freedom of things to do in, in the world yeah. are so much greater when we follow our value system. 100%. And, and I would say that's one of the joys right now is seeing her because this was a girl who was a 4.0 student all the way through high school, the lead in the school play. You know, she was in honor choir. She ran track. She was a star soccer player, all the things. And unfortunately, went to school, to college, and when she went, got addicted right away to Oxycontin. Well, we know what that does in the brain. Right. And so to see her now, six years into recovery, she is living, Dave, exactly what you said. She yeah. is living who she truly is at her essence. She realigned with those values. She has two beautiful boys and a wonderful husband in marriage now, and she's graduating. She never graduated from college, and now this spring she will graduate. Right. And so to see those lined up with, yes, that orders the universe, what did she want? Right. She wanted a family. She wanted to be healthy and happy, and she wanted to be successful. So I resonate with that. And then there was something else that you just said that really caught my attention, which again is thoughts are things. Yes. So the the brain negates the not. Right. So right, it, thinks, right. it thinks in pictures, right? Yeah. So what the brain sees is, is if you say, yeah. I, you know, I'm not going to eat all this cheese yeah. or I am not yeah. going to do this. It sees the cheese. It sees whatever you don't want. And so to phrase it in that languaging that's creating exactly that, that order to the universe, check, check, check. I got this I, one. I got oh, this no, one. I'm, I'm, I'm jumping in. I'm looking at you too. And it was one of our teachings with people is a Google search. Think of your Google bar. And if you put in, I don't want Katy Perry music. What comes up? Exactly. Well, Katy Perry music. Because, uh, it, and that's the same with our brain. Our brains don't recognize the word not or I don't want. So you're 100% right. When you plant the seeds of, here's what I want. Well, what kind of music do you want? Put that in your Google search bar, your brain, and that's what you so, get. Stephanie, I got a human experiment right now. 15 seconds for you and all the listeners right now. So I do not want you to think of the next phrase that I say. Do not think about this. Do not think about the Eiffel Tower in Paris. Romance, that big, tall Eiffel Tower. Yeah, do not. Do, well, I told you not to think about it. Yeah. And I don't even have to ask you and the listeners visually for a split second yeah. or longer. If you knew what the Eiffel, Tower, the Eiffel like. Tower. Yeah. And it and it's the same thing of saying, I don't want to eat ice cream anymore. Right. I don't want to drink anymore. So it, it is you're right. It does the you're absolutely you and the brain does communicate in images and pictures. You're right. absolutely right about that. It's so great they talked with somebody. Who gets this? And your daughter is now living with eudaimonia. Oh, she's left. Well, you got to say it with some passion. Eudaimonia. There you go. <laughs> I love and it. She's <laughs> left. Hedonism was the quick response. Fix the 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 pain with something that's going to bring me relief in the moment. And now she's shifted, and and the values are a big part. I also want to share because I know we have a mutual respect of um, Bruce Lipton. 
And one of the myths is that genetics drive addiction. It's absolutely not true. Right? We control our genes. You, you change your genes with how you're living, your thoughts, your actions. So if anybody has had the misconception of thinking that it's helpless and hopeless, it's just in my genes. It's, you know, my dad was like this. My grandfather was like this. This is me. Know that we now know that genes can be changed in an instant when you do things that are different. The brain changes well, immediately. Let's, let's use anybody with opioids. Um, it, is, it is not the liver. It's not the lungs. It's not a lack of willpower. It's that as a young person, they tried something different. That's what young people do. That's how, how we learn in life. But in this case, unfortunately, it was something that chemically altered and changed her brain. She got And she got relief from something. Alcohol is an antidepressant. If my brain is running at a thousand miles a second and I drink something that calms it to 500 to 250 to a hundred miles to 10 miles a second tomorrow, my brain, I'm going to wake up. My brain's going to go, whatever that was, whatever that that. was, Mm. bring it on, give it to me. The brain, the brain's job is to keep us alive and it seeks relief and balance homeostasis. And sometimes a chemical will bring balance. Well, we can rebalance our temporarily and we can rebalance our brain naturally Mm -hmm. so that we don't require these stimulants, depressants to feel good. We can feel good naturally in time by working with the hard drive, which is your brain. You know, I, I love this. And I have to ask you guys, as I'm, I'm realizing that our time is getting short and I cannot even believe it. Are there behaviors that you would recommend? as well as some of these huge thought shifts, if you will. What do you, what do you, what do you mean by behaviors we would recommend? I guess in specifically, I'm thinking about like meditation okay. and what meditation does for the brain. And I'm curious, is that something that fits in your program? It depends. Because if you can't stand being inside your own mind, if you close your eyes and you are terrified because your brain is in a fight or flight response, then the last thing you want to do is meditate mm-hmm. so, because that's, it's frightening, right? Stephanie, we approach sense. everything from a brain first point of view. Everything we do is a brain first point of view. And there's five principles in our book, uh, in our methodology, on our website, in our programs. And the five principles are physiological. So the body, yeah. psychological, and we, we lean into positive psychology and our strengths-based uh, spirit connections and lifestyle. So the actions that you're talking about or the behaviors would be anything from a brain first point of view. So what helps the brain physiologically, psychologically, because there are some psychological practices that have been shown not to be great for the brain. There are others that are shown to be fantastic for the brain. That's what to do, to step into that and to lean into those five principles from a brain first point of view. Yeah. And there's, we make recommendations that are a little out of the norm right now for foods. So everybody's following a, or, or many people, not everybody, but many people are following an ultra processed food, ketogenic, high protein, high fat, thinking that that's the way that a brain thrives. And the ultra processed foods have so many toxic chemicals in them that it is now emerging as one of the number one addictions worldwide. 
right, is these chemicals, they're manufactured. So you think of opioids, you think of everything <laughs> that we've had a challenge with is synthetically derived. It affects how brain functions. And so there's a lot of recommendations that we make that are out of what people would consider normal right now to get back to being able to feed the brain properly so that it can begin to repair and replenish itself. Fantastic. And Susan, as you say that too, I, I have to make sure that we're mentioning one of the things I read about you too that I love is that you two not only want to help a million people, you're coaching, you want to coach a thousand coaches so that this right. is spreading then exponentially yeah. to help so people have, do this program you're doing. Yeah. For, for 12 years, we ran a residential holistic brain first recovery and wellness program. So people came to us. Most people wanted to come off of medications. They didn't want to have that in their system anymore. They wanted to distance themselves from everything. So we truly, as far as we know, we were the only brain, truly brain first holistic program anywhere. And the success rate was so much higher than anybody would expect from a traditional recovery program. So we've taken, we, we literally lived with people four to six weeks. Dave and I were on property 100% of the time. And we had a staff, a big staff of 26. So we had lots of people that would come in from 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. But we oversaw everything. We were part of everybody's journey, over 2,000 clients. So we have learned things that I don't believe anybody else had the capacity to learn because what happens at 3 a.m. and 3 p.m. can be really, really different. <laughs> and we've lived it all. So our greatest joy now is to take what we've learned and train coaches, and we call it crisis and recovery coaching because crisis comes first and then the recovery. And so you're right. Our dream is by the end of 2025 to train a thousand coaches and also create the platform for them to attract a thousand clients. And with that combined is over a million people that we get to impact. And that is, we couldn't have even dreamed that 10 years ago when we started. Again, I, I'm having huge resonance, Susan. You know, I, I have full body chills. Um, mm -hmm. my, my film, When Sparks Ignite, that's out right now, yeah. on the movie poster, on the film poster, the words, your period healing period matters, yeah. period, yes, yes. are on there. Because as we heal then, right? Yeah. We become exactly what you're saying. And then yeah. we can affect, we're, we're the pebble in the pond, you know, and the concentric circles of healing radiate to those around us. So I, I love what you're saying. We have um, a master class coming up on February 8th and would love to have anybody do it. It's free. And we talk about what it's like to be a crisis and recovery coach. And, and do you have what it takes? Do you, is this going to be a good fit for you? And it's anybody. Our classes have had such diverse backgrounds. There mm -hmm. isn't just one. There's a, a, we've had people from military. We've had people from nursing. Doctors have taken it. Psychotherapists have taken it. Stay-at-home moms have taken it because they, they feel the calling. They know that they are the type of person that is going to help people come through crisis. It, 
you know, sadly, but it's a true fact. It is there is a it is the largest number one in demand, meaning there's more people wanting help yeah. than there are coaches Needing trained help. to help. Yeah. This isn't about life coaching where this is this is about identifying yeah. a challenge, uh, an adversity, a, a crisis. And helping people through it. And the best coaches, if anybody's thinking about this, well, it sounds great, but I don't know. Like, I got to go to school and get educated. No, you don't. The best coaches do not have the answers. The best coaches learn to act, to listen in a deep, empathetic, compassionate way, and then learn to ask the right questions. Right. And that is a pattern. That's something that we teach and we can help you with. Yeah. We've got some golden questions. We've got models to work walk people through. Yeah. Your clients fill out the models, so you don't have you just guide it. You don't even have to come up with the words and the models, and it's more more impactful when your client fills in these models than you do because it's about their life. Right. So this is about making your client the hero on their journey. You're not the hero; you're the guide. That's it, and that's what we teach. And it is incredibly empowering for people that your clients to actually own this process of growth and transformation not change because change is a shame-based word right. change means i'm bad today right i have to know yeah. this is about growth and evolution and transformation and when we talked about the brain season pictures what we've created are models so it isn't we're engaging people verbally but we're engaging them by also working on a visual project and it's powerful. By the end, they own it. They're able to see, they're filling it in. We use different colors for things. We use different shapes. And by the end, they, they're able to take that. And, it becomes undeniable. Right. Because they filled it in. Because they filled it in. It's, it's like, well, well, that's what you think. No, you, those are your words. Those are your words. Now, what would you like to do with that? Yeah. Beautiful. This is so, I mean, th this is hopeful is not even the right word. <laughs> you know, it is. This is awe-inspiring because it really is a way out for people. Mm. It's a way for people to truly transform their lives and to be empowered in doing so, which I think is such an important piece here. Yeah. It is one of the problems that I've had, even though I know that the 12 steps really helped my daughter in a lot of ways. It always bothers me when I have clients that also do 12 steps where they identify as I'm an alcoholic, I'm a drug addict. And I'm like, no, you are someone who lives with those things, but that is not the definition of you. Exactly. You are so much more. So, so there are strengths of the 12 step program in which we've incorporated in us community that can be a strength and yeah. can be a weakness, but let's say it's a strength there. Community is absolutely one of the strengths. Um, but yeah, I'll just ask you real quick. What, where, where's the last trip you took, Stephanie, on an airplane? Or where's a trip you're planning to go? We're planning oh, to go to Phoenix. Okay, I'm going, I'm going to Sayulita, Mexico in three weeks. I'm leading a women's retreat there. Oh. All right. So a little fun, a little work. Okay. Now, you check the days, days arrived. You're off to the airport. Traffic's good. You get to the airport. You go through. You check in. Oh, you get an upgrade to the front of the plane. Like, oh, my God, this is a great day. Security, get there. Now you get a special pass. You zip through security, like incredible. So you're there early and you head over to the gate and you look out the window and you see your plane. And it's a shiny chrome colored Douglas DC3 built 1935. That's your plane. 
okay, what are you thinking? No, I'm like, oh, like I want to, and I'm talking no aero, no aerospace upgrades, no technology upgrades, no <laughs> computer upgrades. This is old school, 1935. Good luck in playing, but hmm, hang on here. Wait a minute. And you go over to, I would go over to the gate saying, what's, what's with the plane? Like, where's my plane? <laughs> so that's when, that's when AA was built, 1935. Now the 12 steps, the 12 steps were written in 1939 and a board was created about 1945. But the 12 steps have re have remained virtually absolutely unchanged since 1940, yeah. 1935, 1940. Well, the problem is, is when, when Bill W. and everybody started that, they did the best. They created a great program. True. They did. But they didn't know anything about the brain. They didn't know anything about right. neuroscience. They didn't knew very little about psychology. They knew nothing about yeah. food sciences. And, and so it's like, Okay, can we take that and evolve right. with what we have? Right. And that's what this program is. This program, Actualized Recovery, is understanding some of the strengths in the past, incorporating them with new sciences, new technology, new learning. And quite frankly, everybody says an addiction of any kind, food or anything, is a brain disease yeah. or a brain disorder. The right. disorder people that's are psychologists. Everybody. Brain disease are all medical. Well, get rid of disease and disorder for a minute. Guess what they relate to? The brain. It's not the lungs. It's not the heart. It's not the kidney. So the solution then is a couple of people from education. Well, then the solution lies in the brain. So it's a brain first approach to lasting recovery. So tell people how they can find your book, Actualized Recovery. It's not about the 12 steps. Recovery is a brain thing. How do they get your book? So if if they wanted to join that masterclass we talked about, you get the first two chapters free. So you can see if you like it. So you come to our website, emergoacademy.com. So E-M-E-R-G-O academy.com. And if you want to just order the book, there's there's ways you can order the book directly. We'll be on Amazon in a few weeks too. Um, we're not on pre-order on Amazon, but we do, are on pre-order right now with on our website. Uh, yeah. And you can, you can actually join one of the clubs too. So the coaches club is the club with the coaching certification, but just come February 8th, sign up for a free yeah. masterclass, learn more about that. And we also have the the five day challenge we talked about. We have free meetups. We, we haven't talked about yeah. that. We have another yeah, every club. week we do free meetups the re for recovery people. club. So we have our own recovery meeting. So everything at email with us emergo e-m-e-r-g-o academy.com and you can also book an appointment with susan not me susan yeah you get to talk to me. if you're curious about any of it when people go to the website they get my direct link to my calendar and they can book an appointment to to chat with me too you too i have to tell you i've done over 300 interviews and you two are two of the most delightful, authentic, just lit up people. Yes, and I'm just so thrilled to have this time with you. You just really see that your hearts are right here and your energy is just incredible. So thank you so much for being on the show and, and having this time with me and all of the listeners. Thank you. Thanks, Stephanie. It was so great having Susan and Dave on the show. What amazing energy and information they have. 
And I love this whole thing about not having shame around addiction, that it's actually a brain function issue. And we can rewire the brain. And when we have a toxic brain, we're not able to make good choices. So their program really works on how to hardwire, rehardwire your brain. I also love that Dave shared there's a greatness in everyone. There's a comeback in everybody. And so this is such a hopeful program that they're talking about and, and a way to really look at recovery. Through experiential therapy, we're able to rewire our brain and change our behavior. And there is something that is phenomenally hopeful and inspirational about this, that recovery actually, it doesn't have to be where you feel powerless. It's actually a place where you can move back into feeling empowered, empowered to make better choices and empowered to make substantial change in your life. And we don't usually do this alone. So I want to make sure that one of the things I'm saying is that I am deeply grateful that the 12 steps helped my daughter and what a beautiful human being she is. I always have to put a plug in for that. She's always been a beautiful human being and it's just been such a joy to see her spark just illuminating in the world now. And I also appreciated what Dave said, which was the 12 steps they were done. They were written in the 30s and early 40s. And that it's not that they're not important. They're really a fantastic blueprint, if you will. And then to expand on that, to expand from a place where we've learned so much more now about neuropsychology and how the brain works and that we have neuroplasticity so we do have the brain that can change. And as Dave and Susan both spoke about so beautifully that we really can move into actualized recovery. Thank you so much for being here with us. I hope this episode touched your heart and ignited your soul. Thanks for being here. You have been listening to Igniting the Spark with Stephanie James. Thank you so much for listening. And a special thanks to my amazing and magical producer, Tony Ficini. You can find Igniting the Spark on all podcast platforms. So make sure you subscribe so you get every inspirational episode. For more information about this show, my books, my films, and my upcoming events, go to stephaniejames.com dot world and ignite your best life. Hi, I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Mediumship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. 
Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.